There's nothing more frustrating when you're hungry for a promotion than being told, not now, give it time, you're not ready yet. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. We are on episode 238 here, and uh, I was talking recently with a listener and at uh, one of our clients who came up and said, hey, I listened to the show, I've been listening for a long time, and was telling me uh, about how they have shared the show with other people and how many different folks they've shared either a specific episode or the, the entire podcast with. And I mentioned that because today's is definitely one of those that uh, I would encourage you to share with those for whom it might be helpful. And as well, if you're enjoying the show, please do leave a uh, uh, review, give it the stars it deserves, or a uh, written review on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it might be. Those really do make a difference in helping get the word out. And uh, of course, the number one thing that I hope you do as a result of this show and these episodes is to take action and put the tools to work. But the second thing that I hope you'll do is tell other people and share those practical human-centered leadership skills. All right, so let's get into that today. We're talking about team leaders who are eager for promotion and wondering what they should do. They might be frustrated. And if you're a manager, if you're a more senior manager who maybe you're leading team leaders, or you might be more senior than that, and you've got team leaders who are hungry for promotion and want more responsibility, some things that you can be thinking about in terms of how to help them as well. And particularly if uh, you are managing a team leader, please don't use those despair-inducing words. Give it time. You're not ready yet. Very, very frustrating and not helpful. So what do I do practically? If you're a, a, a team leader and you want to be promoted, there are a variety of different areas of your leadership and your work that you can invest in now to give yourself the best chance at that bigger responsibility. So these areas generally are your knowledge and wisdom, the results you achieve, the relationships you build, and then opportunities to speak up. So I want to take a look at a couple of uh, practical things that you can do in each of those areas. So let's start with knowledge and wisdom. This is one of those areas that's challenging because we rarely know as much as we think we do. And one of your most important tasks as a team leader, if you want more responsibility down the road, is to learn everything you can about the business and yourself. So practically speaking, what are we talking about? Well, one, how about get to know the business? How does your business make money? How does your organization make a difference to your customers, clients, or constituents? And these are questions that you can answer regardless of if you're working in a for-profit, a non-profit, even government, uh, public service entities, you're funded somehow. So knowing how that works is critical to understanding the flows and how all of your business works and whether there's the politics involved, whether there's the uh, meeting people's needs and asking for money or getting money donated in other ways or selling your product and service at enough of a profit that you can continue to fund it. However it works, you want to know that. And as you learn the answer to those questions, focus on how the work your team does makes a difference. What are the vital outcomes? 
not just the process you follow or the output you have to produce. Look beyond that. Why are you doing the things you do? What's the end goal? What's the reason for the work? These questions help you think strategically. You're not just doing what you're told. You're doing what matters most for the business and your customer, client, constituent. The ability to think strategically is one of the most important abilities you'll need to cultivate if you do want more senior levels of responsibility. Number two, talking about knowledge and wisdom here, ask why respectfully. There are going to be times where you don't know how an assignment relates to the big picture. And you might be tempted to just ask your manager, hey, why do we have to do this? Hopefully your manager takes the question the way you meant it and gives you the context. But too often, unfortunately, many people interpret why questions as challenging or even argumentative. So to avoid that kind of a misunderstanding, try this instead. Hey, I want to ensure we're fulfilling all the objectives here. Can you help me understand the big picture goal? Then we can make sure and get it done. Number three, understand what matters around here, especially for the role you want. This is a common problem. So you just earned an advanced degree, maybe you got your master's degree. Well, first, congratulations, that's a lot of work. But it doesn't automatically mean you should get a promotion. And I've talked to many team leaders who will do that. They'll secure that advanced degree and then immediately feel like they should be promoted and then get frustrated when they're not. So unless you're in a business where that credential automatically comes with more responsibility, uh, you know, sure, an advanced degree might be a requirement, but it's not the only thing you need. And so, like I said, so many of uh, team leaders I've seen who achieve a degree or other visible certification immediately seek that promotion and just get frustrated when it doesn't happen then often they haven't paid attention to the organization's values and what behaviors and outcomes matter most for the work they're doing. So what matters most in your organization? Are there trusted relationships that you need to build? A consistent track record of results that you need to show? Do you need to demonstrate a particular kind of knowledge or ability? Be sure you know what matters most and how you can invest in those areas. Number four, continuing with knowledge and wisdom. Ask for what you want and listen for what you need. So if you're a team leader, are you concerned about whether or not to let your manager know that you want more responsibility? Assuming that your team is doing well and you're achieving the results you're responsible for, I would encourage you to ask. You can use tools like our developmental discussion planner to prepare for the conversation. This is just thinking through your current role and your future role and the skills that you need to cultivate in each of those, the relationships, talents to leverage, experiences you need to have, any of those things. So take time to think about your current role and the role that you want and then let your manager know you want to have the conversation. Give them that plan or the outline that you completed and show up for the conversation with genuine curiosity. What do they see or know that you don't? And you can get specific. Are there additional skills or experiences that they recommend you gain? Listen carefully, take notes, and then as you're working together over time, you can look, both of you be looking for opportunities to learn those skills or get those experiences. And number five, the final area for your knowledge and wisdom I want to focus on here is to learn about yourself. Do you want to manage? You might be hungry for a promotion, but I'd encourage you to take an honest look at your management and leadership responsibilities now. Do you enjoy them? 
Do you like helping a team of people achieve more together than you or they could do individually? If you do, you'll be able to deal with the challenges that happen with every management and leadership position. But if you don't enjoy that work, that's really important to know. If you don't enjoy leading a team now, why would you want to do more of that? It only gets more challenging. If leading and managing aren't for you, there's no shame in that at all. It's not for everybody. And it's good to know now so that you can start to find a role that's more suited to the work you do enjoy. All right, so those were five suggestions regarding knowledge and wisdom. Let's uh, switch now our focus to results and what a results focus can look like. If you want to distinguish yourself, be ready for more responsibility. Take responsibility for the outcomes that matter most. So sixth tip here, be good at your work. One of the most common frustrating conversations with a team leader when they want a promotion is when they're not getting results now. And I see this all the time. Why am I not getting promoted? Why am I not getting promoted? And they're nowhere near their KPIs. Their team isn't performing anywhere near where it needs to be. So what results are you responsible for? Are you achieving them? No excuses. If your answer starts, I would, but then this is not the time to go ask for a promotion. Your first qualification is being good at what you do now. Focus on your team's current responsibilities. How can you help your team excel at doing that? If there are problems with vendors or challenges with another department, equipment, or another reason for performance that isn't where it needs to be, how can you solve them? Because if you want more responsibility in the future, Taking responsibility now for the challenges in front of you will help you build the skills you need to solve those problems when they become bigger and thornier. Number seven, take responsibility for outcomes. One of the best opportunities you have to distinguish yourself as a team leader is to own your outcomes. When we were talking about knowledge and wisdom, you've learned why your work matters. Now look at whether your team's output is having the desired effect. If not, how can you help make that happen? A common problem for team leaders is that they'll do the work or follow the process, but they stop there. And they feel like if I did what they asked, I should be getting something else happening. Well, that's not always the way it works. If I did what they asked doesn't achieve the needed outcomes, you have an opportunity to lead. You don't have to solve it all yourself. Include your team, include your manager, clarify the goals, have an honest discussion about what it will take to get there. And again, when you do this, you're honing the same leadership skills that you'll need at those higher levels. Number eight, talking about results. Number eight, make mistakes, but make them once. You should be making some mistakes. You can't possibly know everything, and part of your eventual knowledge you're going to gain from experience. And experience is one of those fancy words for, hmm, that didn't work. What can I learn from that? There's nothing wrong with making a mistake if you're trying to do the right thing. The key is to make the mistake once. Learn from it. Incorporate that knowledge, and that will open the door to your next level of learning and a whole new set of mistakes that you can make once and learn from. And on it goes. Number nine, master management and communication fundamentals. 
So if you listen to the show for any length of time, you've heard me talk either in an episode of my own or with guests about some of the six core competencies you can't lead without. Uh, you can find these on our website very easily, but these are showing up with confidence and humility, focusing on results and relationships, minding the MIT, the most important thing, having that MIT mindset, communication skills like five by five communication, consistent communication, uh, checking for understanding and scheduling the finish. Everything you want to do as a leader, as a manager, at any level of responsibility relies on those fundamental, those core competencies. So master those now. Build your muscle memory now and everything else gets easier. Show up to your work with confidence and humility. Focus on results and relationships. Help your team know the habits that lead to success. Practice that consistent communication. Have your five by five communication plans and use them. Check for understanding. Make that a, a habit to where you don't even have to think about it. You're just always naturally checking for understanding on any end of a conversation. And scheduling the finish, turning those intentions into a specific calendar opportunity and having the discussion around priorities and, and competing objectives. Those core leadership and management skills, they'll scale. They will scale with you and they prepare you for future roles. But on the other hand, if you get more responsibility, but you don't have those skills in, in place, you have farther to fall and you have less time to learn. Master them now, you'll have them when you need them. All right, so those five regarding your focus on results. Let's turn our attention now to relationships. So what kind of relationship focus do you need as a team leader when you're interested, hungry for that promotion? You want to be investing in relationships both inside and outside your organization. And those are going to help you in a lot of ways. So our 10th tip here in this episode, prioritize peers. And this is a challenge that you can face as a team leader when you're hungry for success and promotion. You can face resentment from your peers. In addition to building relationships and supporting their success, be aware of some of the common mistakes that can sabotage your collaboration. Things like unbridled tenacity, you're going you're so hard charging that you're not thinking about the relationships and how you're affecting other people. Over advocating for your team. It's important that you advocate for your team and are you keeping other people in perspective too? Or not sharing what you know. You know, you've arrived at that insight through a lot of hard work. Sometimes people will hoard their knowledge. You'll get farther sharing it. So help your peers succeed as you invest in your career and you'll be there together or they'll trust you more when you do get that next promotion. Next, build your network. When you invest in more relationships, you'll have more opportunities. You'll have more solutions. You'll have more wisdom to help you. And it's helpful to build those relationships, not just inside, but also outside your organization. Internally, you're looking for sponsors and mentors, people who can speak on your behalf or speak into your skill set, your life, but also Pay attention to how you and your peers can support one another. It doesn't have to be a more senior person. You certainly will know things different from one another, and you can help support each other that way. You might be an encourager to someone who's a technical advisor to you, or you could be an advocate for someone who challenges your thinking. Lots of different ways to support each other. Number 12, still on the theme of relationships, practice constructive conflict. 
Because building effective relationships at work doesn't mean you roll over and agree with anything or anyone. Mastering productive conflict will help you be a more effective team leader and, again, qualify you for future roles. Productive conflict. Those are the discussions where you help a group of people improve their thinking to make better decisions and collaborate. And we've got a new book coming out on this topic as well called Powerful Phrases for Dealing with Workplace Conflict. It's coming out in May 2024. So if you're listening ahead of that, it's available for pre-order now so you can uh, get that in your queue. But we have uh, 12 phrases in there, and you can find these online on our website as well. 12 phrases uh, that we call them the goats. They're the greatest of all time phrases, and I'll dedicate a whole episode to them at another time. But um, if you're looking for those right now, ways that you can invest in your relationships, building the connection you need, getting the clarity you need, uh, showing up with curiosity to help navigate potential conflicts, and then uh, ending with commitment, like scheduling the finish and those kinds of things to ensure that you've got a good agreement in place. So that's constructive conflict. Number 13, talking about relationships is to build leaders on your team. The most effective leaders are always investing in other people and building more leaders. And one critical way to be ready for promotion when it does come along is to have someone who can immediately lead your team. Building leaders on your current team makes you more promotable. You don't get stuck because they're thinking, well, no one can take your place. That's a mistake, again, a lot of team leaders will make is they'll hoard all the decision-making, all the knowledge, all the development for themselves, and they don't equip anybody on their team to lead, and then they can't be promoted and they're stuck. So invest in building leaders on your team. Number 14, get consistent feedback. One way to distinguish yourself as you're looking for that promotion is to ask for and act on feedback from your peers, from your manager, and your team. You can do this once or twice a year and choose one specific area where you want to grow. We have a do-it-yourself 360 process that you can use but basically, you're going out and asking a specific question. Hey, what's one area that I can prove in this aspect of my leadership? Maybe how you're running a meeting, maybe in your communication, maybe in how you're supporting people's development. Get the feedback that will help you to be your best. People will notice your follow through when you build a reputation as someone who seeks and implements advice. And as you do that, again, you are distinguishing and qualifying yourself for those future leadership roles. All right, so that's 14 suggestions so far, and we that wraps up our focus on relationships. Let's talk about specifically speaking up. So maybe you're less senior in the organization, you're a team leader, and whether it's proposing a new solution to some kind of vexing problem or raising your hand to volunteer, choosing yourself, exercising your voice, couple of different ways that you can do that. So 15 in our list of tips here, share ideas and solutions. What are some of the problems and pain points that keep your manager or their boss up at night? Can you make a meaningful suggestion that has a chance to solve the problem? Or maybe that's going to spark someone else's thinking and together you come up with a new answer. You can use the idea model to vet your ideas and give them the best chance to be heard and get traction. IDEA is an acronym. I stands for interesting. Why is the idea you're about to propose interesting? Why is it strate strategically relevant? D, is it doable? 
Is it something you have agency over that you or your team can actually implement? Or would you have to rely on an act of Congress? E, engaging. Who else needs to support the idea? Why might they resist it? And how can you help win them over and think those things through before you actually propose it? And then finally, A, when you're proposing an idea, what are the actions or the specific one or two next steps? The smallest next steps that you can get a, somebody to approve to say, yes, maybe you're taking them, maybe you're asking it of them, but you're asking for something specific. So interesting, doable, engaging, and those actions, those next steps. When you share your idea that way, you'll establish yourself as a critical thinker and someone who cares. All right, number 16, continuing up and talking about speaking up, is getting good at accountability. One of the most promotion-worthy skills you can build as a team leader is comfort with accountability conversations. So yes, you want to build on a foundation of character and trustworthiness and your skill at doing your current work. But you build on all of that with the ability to give and receive feedback. So there have been many previous episodes we've shared the INSPIRE method as a practical way to navigate your performance feedback conversations. And uh, once again, you can find that on the website as well. I'll share these links too to some of these tools in the show notes so you can check those out. And finally, number 17, an opportunity to that we heard about from one of our uh, prior guests recently is to attend and speak at conferences. Conferences are one of the fastest ways to challenge your assumptions, broaden your perspective, and understand your work in a larger context. You'll meet people with similar challenges, but different solutions or different approaches you can use. In addition, conferences give you a chance to build your network and better understand your industry. And they give you a chance to speak. Offer to share what you know. Even if it's just 15 minutes, you'll get experience speaking, presenting, and you'll meet people. And when people start to say nice things about your thoughts and presentation, you can take those back to work. And they'll positively reflect on your organization as well as you. All right, so those are 17 suggestions covering range of topics, your knowledge and wisdom, your results focus, your relationships focus, and then speaking up. Now, as we wrap up, let's talk about what do you do when positions aren't available? Because if you work in a smaller business or a flat organization or a large, very stable, slow-growing business, you might be ready for more responsibility, but openings are rare. In these circumstances, you have a couple of choices. One option, if your team is humming along and able to do its work well without you, is to look for different assignments that expand your skills and understanding. It might not be more responsibility, but a different responsibility. The new challenge can be refreshing and continue your growth. And of course, you may need to look outside your current organization if you're ready, but unwilling to wait for an opening to come along. In this case, be sure to secure your next job before you quit this one. All right, so there you go. 17 ways to think about the skills you can invest in, how to prepare yourself and really qualify and distinguish yourself for promotion if you're a team leader. Take the time to invest in your understanding, focus on results and relationships, and speak up consistently. You'll establish yourself as a caring, committed, strategic leader. Do these things consistently, and you will be on short lists for new roles. And if you're a manager of team leaders, please think about how you can help invest in your team leaders in these same skills. 
And whether you're the team leader or leader of team leaders, invest in these areas and you will definitely be the leader you'd want your boss to be. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.